0: Alright, hello everybody and welcome back to the Talking Comics Podcast. It is a Wednesday, November 23rd, 2022. You're listening to episode number 573. I am your host, Steve Say, and joining me for this week's show are Mr. Bob Ryer.
2: Guys, do you think it's time I finally joined Twitter?
0: <laughs> Join me on Hive! Feel the buzz! Aaron
3: Amos is here. I never canceled my Friendster account.
0: Hey, I wonder if my band's MySpace is still out there. We should look it up. And and we have a very very special guest joining us this week in what feels like a rotating chair lately but for very good reason mr john burkle is in the building hello
1: sir hello i've been relegated to guest on my own i wasn't gonna say anything (laughs) but damn i did not get that memo but okay no happy to be here everything is going really well and i am glad to be here tonight podcasting we are glad
0: (laughs) that you're here we're we're happy to hear it you were a little um you were a little freaked out when you first signed on. You forgot how yeah, to do I this? forgot
1: how to do all this. I got my <laughs> computer set up and I was like, I don't know how I don't know how to do a lightning round. I don't know how to do what, what are my settings here? What's going on? And then of course my I dropped power and we had to restart everything. So That's all right. It's like so much pills.
0: of this show is just making it up as you go.
1: That's what parenting <laughs> is. I told my daughter that the other day. I quoted Indiana Jones. I said, I'm just making this up as I go along.
0: <laughs> Did she know it was Indiana Jones?
1: No, she's not cool enough yet. Are you excited for the new movie? Mm, I'm not unexcited, but I'm (laughs) not I'm not Crystal Skull killed it for me. So I'll see it. And I I... Raiders of the Lost Ark is one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm -hmm. So I I will I will go see it. I just at least they didn't recast. I'll say that because who they were talking about recasting. No go. Who were they going to cast? Uh, One Mr. Pratt. No. That was the talk of the town for a while that they were going to. But was
0: that, was he ever offered it or was that just a thing? I think
1: that was just a thing as it was all percolating that, did they want to continue with Harrison Ford or did they want to like reboot the franchise? Yeah, because there was a story
0: going around that uh, Harrison Ford had like said something to him, warned him off of playing the character. Like he almost, he playfully threatened him. Like you, for, you you know
1: you for can't listen. Good for Harrison. Um I mean, there's
3: just no reason.
1: No, no they don't. I, now it would have been awesome if they would have done um if they would have done it, but they would have done it with Tom Selleck. <laughs> he was originally <laughs> cast as Indiana Jones, and then he couldn't get out of his Magnum contract. That's right. Because and because George Lucas didn't want to use anybody from Star Wars, and so they they ended up settling on Harrison Ford. I think that worked out for him.
0: All right. Uh hello everybody. Welcome to the podcast. We're um apparently throwing in some extra banter this episode because I got a list here. We haven't touched on any of these things. What is the turducken? How many of you turduckened or will turducken this week?
1: Aaron and I, for sure, because, you know, we're men. Um, oh, what? Wow. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, that was a whole... <laughs> piece of the chat that just lit up when little Joey's like I got a turducken. And
3: Aaron and I were just like boom boom boom. Here's what you got to do, buddy. Well, first of all, he puts some the message in the chat at like 12:30 a.m. And I'm like, what the hell?
2: He's drunk, <laughs> so that's all.
3: So I saw it the next morning and I'm like, all right. All right, here we go. Don't fuck this up, all right? Please just don't. Take
0: me through this. What is a turducken?
1: It is you a shut de- your
0: filthy hole with these
2: questions.
1: He's he's in Canada. He's in Canada, Aaron, <laughs> and not Don't a football
0: guy. Doesn't know John Madden. It's a thing. That I do know John Madden. I oh, do know the the he tur- played the
2: video game. game. Okay, that's different. That's
1: all right. Funny. Wow. You debone a, a chicken and you debone a duck and you you slit them open and then you take a turkey and you cut it open and you put a th- layer of stuffing and then you put the duck in. Then you do another layer of stuck in, stuffing, and then you put the chicken in, and then you sew it back together. And if you cook it perfectly, you have this beautiful melding of three different types of birds. And if you get the perfect type of stuffing and you do the cross cut, it looks like a beautiful, like a tree ring of, yeah. of deliciousness.
2: Who's it, got it, it's got that
3: kind of time? It, it's it only
2: meat. takes like eight hours to cook,
3: right? Well, uh, that's a it little one. On the st- yeah, that's all I was gonna I, say. All right. So my first one, I put in the chat. My first one that I tried to make. Oh god, this was oh god, it was almost 20 years ago, because it was before I even moved yeah. into the house. Um, I was feeding 10 people and I just said, Okay, well just give me an 18 pound bird and a 12 pound duck and oh, a an eight pound mm-hmm. chicken. Oh, no. literally <laughs> that thing took eleven hours to cook. Yeah. Just yeah. to cook. So yeah. yeah, and I had to like, I was like, like pulling out like duck fat and like putting it into a, a fat separator to make the gravy because it was the duck is so fatty it was just spilling over i'm like yeah we're all gonna die so but <laughs> it, it was it was it was so good and i was eating tree duck in for easily two and a half weeks yeah. i smoked mine last yeah. year it was Ooh. amazing but it took me
1: it, it was almost a it was almost a 16 17 hour smoke at 250
3: it took forever. that's the thing you, you gotta you gotta you gotta be on a low heat it's gotta be oh, yeah. on a low, yeah. heat. low yeah, and slow yeah it's just oh my god but when you, you you gotta let it sit and make sure that all the juices redistribute because you don't want to cut into mm-hmm. it and have it yeah it's gotta dry. sit for like
1: an hour right after you pull it yeah, out of the oven exactly.
3: you got it you got
1: to keep mm-hmm. the breast moist because yep. if that thing dries out you're it's you've like wasted the whole day on a bone yeah you've wasted <laughs> And, and a, and, a few hundred dollars. Exactly. Butter and, butter and garlic under the skin kind of thing to let it all. I usually do. I can do that. Or I do a mesh of like butter and seasoning. Yeah, and then okay. I, 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 use the, I baste it with the fluids that are dropping out of it. Oh, you have to. Yeah. And then yeah. you bring that. Then as Aaron said in the chat, when you make the gravy with that, oh with that turducken runoff. Oh, that. oh, that's like crack. You just can't stop. Oh, to the it's pro- it's pro- about the only
2: way you can make gravy the oh. old fashioned way, you've got enough drippings to actually you make a roux out of the dripping.
0: You guys ever see the Cthulhu turkey? I have not. No. I no? have not. Okay. I'm gonna send this in the chat while Bob talks about his uh part of the banter here before we get to our lightning rounds, but check this bad boy out. See, I, I, oh, I, I feel actually, I so didn't...
2: inadequate about uh, cooking Ooh. here. It says I'm cooking for me, so I have some turkey thighs and drumsticks that will get roasted. I have some cutlass that'll get sauteed. I'll be making stuffing tomorrow, probably oh, nice. gravy too. Um, yeah. When my mom did Thanksgiving dinner, she always did sort of uh, pearl onions and cream sauce or cheese. Mm. You can't find those bad boys anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't need to buy a pound of raw onions and boil them and make a cheese sauce and spend an hour for a side dish for me. I'm just cooking for me. So it's yeah. like, all right, uh, I have some leftover spinach from last week's dinner. I'll cream some spinach.
3: It's much easier. It's Yeah. I, it, when you're cooking for fewer people, like I said, I cooked that first one I did. It literally had 10 people come over. And I will say this. With the size of the birds that I mentioned before, and I had the 10 people coming over, everyone ate, everyone had seconds. I still had half a bird left. Yeah, Because it's all meat. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. not like you're not carving around the bones like you normally do. No, those
2: bones are gone. You've filled it with turkey and duck uh, and chicken. So, yeah,
3: and, yeah. I even gave people leftovers, and there was still literally half a bird left. I was like, yeah, I didn't plan this well. So uh, suffice to say, I've shrunk down in the subsequent years. Mm-hmm. Now, the, I, I
2: have, yeah. has anyone looked at this picture Steve sent over? Yes, I mean, are, no are no we way. doing, That's okay, okay we're doing pulpo and crab, king crab legs.
3: I'll never be in my house. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, know, I, like all these. Fl- I like all three of these, but I don't know if I want them together. I that's think that's a key. It's octopus, king crab legs, and a turkey. Maybe I'll throw
2: that
0: on yeah. Instagram. You should. It's a good yeah.
2: one. I mean, it looks right. incredible, but I, yeah, I'm i not sure that that's it's something an abomination.
0: Bob, talk to me about your Kickstarter.
2: Well, I just I just sent the, the, the thing over to you guys in the chat.
0: Um oh, why are you doing this to me yeah look i
2: I know it sounds ridiculous. I've never done a Kickstarter or maybe that's not ridiculous, but it came up this week that Stepan Cejic launched a Kickstarter for it they described it as an incredible sunstone statue as Ellie and Lisa, and they were looking for fifty thousand dollars, and they at present are at two hundred and twenty three thousand dollars. <laughs> they were funded in an hour. Now, I this statue is amazing. I'd love to own this. It is also four hundred dollars, and I'm sure Damn. it's yeah. I, look, it, it. I sent you the link. It looks like it's worth it. You know, that's half a month's rent. But there are there are lots of other options. You can fund the project without taking a reward. I ended up with an exclusive sketchbook and some trading cards that can go right into the comic collection that only cost me like 40 bucks and i i I did an indie indiegogo for marty langford who directed doomed who was on our show twice talking about his movie about the roger corman ff movie Mm -hmm. and that they kind of just they took your money and it then took him two years to get the movie made which to all marty's credit They were looking for $30,000 and he raised three and a half thousand dollars and still made a movie and interviewed all the people he needed to. Now, I put my money in. They're going to charge me on the 5th of December and my rewards come sometime next year. Is that the normal way of things with Kickstarter?
1: Yeah.
0: My advice for Kickstarter Mm -hmm. is to get comfy. (laughs) because Kickstarter stuff tends to take a while. I would not take delivery dates. Um, I would take delivery dates with a grain of salt because um, there's always a chance that something could get messed up in shipping. They could be right near the end of looking to put everything out. And then the person they've made arrangements with that stuff for pulls something weird on them, like something, oh, you know, we we need this much. And it's like, nah, we agreed to this. Anyway, um, some people are really good about sending their Kickstarter stuff out. But my thing is, is plan to wait a little bit longer than the projected <laughs> delivery dates. I'm still gotcha. a year
1: and a half in on a couple of things because, yeah, the price well, waited, waited. Yeah, because I waited. I waited years. Up. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. The price of paper went up. And so they were going to take a huge loss. And so they've they're just sitting on it until things get a little bit better.
0: I put in for a video game called Bloodstained. It was from the creator of Castlevania Symphony of the Night, one of my favorite uh things and it I put in at the very beginning and I think it took something like what was this f twenty four it it took like four to five years for it to come out. I'd forgotten about it, and then all okay. of a sudden it was just there
1: surprise
2: well yeah with Marty's movie. Again, it, it, it took an extra year, but when he, when he, I, I, this, this sounds corny, but when I ended up with the DVD and I put it on and watched it and his documentary about this movie is one of the favorite documentaries I've ever seen and, and love, and you're watching the credits and then my name shows up in the credits.
0: Oh, that's nice.
2: That's cute. I I have an IMDB listing. Do you really? Yes, Who doesn't I do. Is not
1: Bob? No, sorry. No. Well that could be two, but I I no, do I'm have joking. one. That's cool. Is it
2: Robert and Ryer
0: or Bob Ryer? It's Bob Ryer.
2: And yeah, I, we we've talked about that movie and all that. It's great. Now so I that was Indiegogo though. That was a little different um, thing. No. The only In sort way. of funding thing I did was Molly Danger, Jamal Igel Way, oh, yeah. way back. And I put money into that. And that that happened really quickly. So I have no qualms. Stepan is very big on his fans, and things will get done the way they get done. And that, again, he was looking for 50 grand, and he already is at 223. These are going to happen. Have you taken a look at the picture I sent over, what this statue looks like? It is pretty incredible. Yeah, I can
0: see it. See, the thing is, though, is that when... When Kickstarters are overwhelmingly supported and positive like that and they kind of blow up, Mm -hmm. it's usually a case where the people that are putting them on aren't necessarily prepared for the overwhelming demand of of them. And so all of those stretch goals, all of those things, all of a sudden have to be adjusted because you need to produce that much more of the thing that you planned for.
2: Well, he's already talked about there being extra extras.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's yeah. a lot of like contingency planning when it that goes into Kickstarter that if you blow past your goal, like they did, you have to have a couple of things in the chamber to announce to people okay. that'll be included. So you might even get more than you paid in for. Cool. So, we'll see. And I'm looking I'm at just... your IMDb page. This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Additional crew, Bob Ryer. They doomed go. the untold story of Roger Corbin's the Fantastic Four. Look at you that. know what? I
2: I didn't expect that. I was happy to get the DVD and an extra DVD of extras or whatever. And I'm watching the movie. You know, I, I watch credits. We all do now because of Marvel. Thank you very much. And it's like, oh, uh, Indiegogo boosters. I, I That's me. I did that. That's I funny. put my 50 bucks in or whatever it was and helped, helped get this movie made about
0: a movie I love
2: the best version of Fantastic 4 put to film so far as far as I'm concerned
0: I would agree I've seen this movie it is it is not bad it is actually quite good
2: and if we get if we we get to which we will talking movies Mach 2 I'm I'm gonna make sure we watch <laughs> oh. this movie as a group
0: I hope I still have it I think I do I think it's downstairs
2: I gave it to you as a gift you
0: better still have it Ooh, wow. Well, I you certainly protrude. didn't trade it in, wow. so it's got to be down there somewhere. Oh, you fired.
2: can't trade it in. It's a bootleg. <laughs> I know.
0: I don't know. It's a bootleg. I'm going to have to get a new DVD player or a Blu-ray player to watch it.
2: It's on YouTube. Don't worry.
1: About, are we talking about Doomed or are we talking about the Corman?
2: The Corman Fantastic Four.
1: Okay. I didn't know which one you wanted to watch. I think Corman's on YouTube. Oh, yeah.
2: You can watch. the whole. Yeah. I, I put it on at work just to annoy people. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all
1: right So
2: here's the thing when i owned my dvd store i was showing it and this is what we sold it and it was on and a fellow walks in and it goes is that the corman ff one yeah joe culp is my best friend he played dr doom in that movie do you mind if i take a, a, a picture of you watching it <laughs> be my guest I'll be all right. Isn't coming to my house anytime soon. Yeah, right. go right ahead. You can sh- <laughs> show it.
3: Yeah, you never know.
2: Well, I guess so far he hasn't. I would sue him, but you know what the hell.
0: <laughs> all right. Well,
1: that's all right. Enough is,
3: is uh, enough. That's a downer. <laughs> yeah, that took a turn.
0: Let's just get into our whitening rounds. What do you say, <laughs> uh, John?
1: Damn it! <laughs> all right. All uh, like, right, I, I got my training wheels on. I'm like I'm on a big wheel here. Look, Remember I'm just I'm uh,
0: throwing you in the deep end.
1: That's okay. I, I know swim. you know how to I'm swim. swim. Yeah, we big wheels though, weren't those awesome?
0: Don't yeah. don't try to stall. <laughs> don't get me talking about big wheels. I'll Tell you about the Talk one it, I had when wheels. I was a kid. Yo, man, so I had the and coolest big wheels. big wheels. I had that, the you know power. So clearly, it worked. worked. Here
3: you are talking about big wheels. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> God damn <it.
0: laughs>
3: all right here i so go like you fell into your own trap
1: <laughs> yep. don't get me talking about big words but my i big was giving words. john <laughs> some time i'm trying to be nice <laughs> i'm good i'm good let's go all right um dark crisis on infinite earths number six dun, dun, dun. josh dun, 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 joshua williamson uh Dan, daniel sampiere on art with Raphael sandoval on layouts alejandro sanchez on colors and troy pateri on letters so now for the infinite earths to be restored, earth zero must be destroyed. Pariah's redemption from going back to the crisis on multiple earths of 1985. So I'm sorry. His plan is, it, 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 this is, this is almost fan fiction at this point. Um, so Pariah is the big bad here. He was the one who created the original crisis for the anti-monitor now he needs to basically restore the original earths to make himself feel good about all the people he killed back then. And that's where this whole event is the core of it is. You got a huge fight going on at the beginning of this book. Every villain and hero left on earth is going at it. And it's a very much a, a George <laughs> Perez, Perez homage uh, with oh. so many detailed characters um, I'm not gonna say to the same level, but I appreciate what they were doing uh the justice League, hey, guess what they are alive Shocking. Um, shock 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 I know it's it's I, I thought they were gone for good um they're you stuck in, <laughs> they're stuck in pariah's universe uh but hal and Barry have a plan. there's a great green arrow moment. he doesn't get many great moments in in the history of comic books. But he had a good one here because if anybody remembers to the early first issue of this, uh, Green Arrow got messed up. So I don't know if if, if he's going to come back from this one. Um, Well, it's comics. Of course he's going to come back from this one. Um, There's some (laughs) really powerful moments here though. You got some weight to this miniseries. Uh, John and Yara, uh, Superman and Wonder Girl have just a great three three page little thing going on that ends in this just awesome moment, um, but literally every big bad who has headlined an event from crisis to you know infinite crisis and uh, darkest night and blackest night and whatever they are is here and it all culminates in this really what they want to be a, a powerful cliffhanger for the final issue. I'm not sure the character they're using is the one they should be using, but Williamson is writing his Crisis. Every big DC writer, it feels like, needs to write their Crisis at some point. I'm not disliking this. Uh, I just wrapped up reading Judgment Day uh, over the weekend. I finally caught up on that, and then this came out, and I caught up on it. Judgment Day got into the ether a little bit and got, got... lost its way a little bit this book feels like it's kind of lost its way but hopefully the final uh the final issue lands because i've had fun with it it just i don't know where they're going with it but i don't know if dc knows where they're going with it hey the dawn of
2: dc come on john (laughs) i've
1: been gone for three months and i come back and i'm still taking shots at dc um (laughs) oh well um and then my next book uh, Miracle Man, The Silver Age, number Ooh. one, Neil Gaiman and Mark Buckingham. Have any of you ever waited 30 years for a series to return? No. I have now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um,
1: uh, I love Miracle Man. Uh, if you don't know the history, uh, Miracle Man started as Fawcett Comics uh, licensed Captain Marvel to the British publisher and an artist named Mick Anglo did most of the work and then Fawcett went out of business because DC sued them. And so rather than killing the title, they just simply retitled it Marvel man and redid the origin of um, rather than, you know, Billy Batson, it's Mick Moran and Komoda. komoda which is atomic (laughs) backwards well anyway they did they did lots of stories and then it just kind of disappeared and in 1982 warrior comics got alan moore pre-watchman alan moore to redo the story and of of all the accolades alan moore gets i totally understand i still think miracle man is a, a brilliant piece of fiction um he takes kind of a hokey hero whose power set never makes sense. He turned him into a a government lab experiment with an entire history. Everything that had happened in the 50s and 60s had been implanted to control him because he was so powerful. He had two sidekicks, young Miracle Man who was killed, and then kid Miracle Man who, if you ever read the um, Kingdom Come, Alex Ross's Kingdom Come where uh, Billy never changes out of being Shazam and he kind of goes insane. That's kid miracle man. He never changed back. And so he went crazy and there's this huge fight in London and miracle man ends up having to kill his sidekick. And then he decides that the earth is better off if he just takes over. And then Alan Moore turned it over to Neil Gaiman and Mark Buckingham They did one series called The Golden Age. They started The Silver Age in 1993, and then Eclipse Comics went out of business, and nobody knows who owns it forever. Uh, Todd McFarlane said he owned it at one point. Alan Moore says he owned it, and then he sold it to Neil Gaiman. This is where the whole lawsuit over the rights to Angelina and uh, the, the killer clown and everything that Gaiman created for Spawn... This is why Gaiman did the 1602 miniseries for Marvel. So all the money could go into the lawsuit. And then Marvel simply went to Mick Anglo before he passed away and asked him if he owned it. He said, yes, he did. So Marvel has all of the rights to Miracle nice. Man now. I have a beautiful omnibus of all of the stories. I had all the original Eclipse books until they mysteriously disappeared a few years ago. Um Ooh. I, it's a whole it's a whole story i don't need to get into it here anyway it's a patreon I, extra one of these days i don't even know if I, I my therapist would would probably not want me to dwell back into. Okay. <laughs> um anyway now we get the second game and arc which is the silver age where we have a future world a, a future world of 1992 um where the, <laughs> the world is full of miracles which are the 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 offspring of miracle man and all these other heroes and they bring young miracle man back to life. And it's kind of a captain America ish, this, you know, young person who thinks that he was gifted all these powers that he was an orphan. And then he met cat miracle man. And now he, and he was granted the powers to be, you know, young miracle man. And he finds out it was all a lie. He finds out his best friend went crazy and had to be put down. And there's just some really powerful moments here. And even though it's been 30 years, and I've read this issue before because one and two of this series were released before everything went defunct, just to see it re- recolored by Jordi Belair. Uh, Mark Buckingham went up, went in and cleaned up his pencils. And I, I, I just feel that there are certain books that are cornerstones of comics and I know everybody always wants to go Watchmen, Dark Knight Returns, Miracle Man needs to be in that pantheon because everything Moore kind of did in that era, he started here, and then everything that Gaiman's done, I know we love Sandman, we love, uh, you know, his his fiction work, and we love, you know, a lot of the stories he did, this is kind of where he got his start, and to see him go back and kind of tell with these original scripts and then kind of play with it in the, the um, they'll do the silver age and then they'll do the, the end I don't know what they're going to title the last six issues, but they want to do the final year of this story and then hopefully put it to, to bed and be done with it. But it, it's, it's comforting to, to see these stories again. It takes me right back to, you know, my, my teenage self when I was reading these for the first time and I'm glad that Marvel stuck it out and that they're actually going through with this because these are books that deserve to be out there. These are books that that everyone should read. Uh, if anybody's getting into comics and they want to know superhero stories, this is one of those books that should be handed to them because so many books that we've we've all read, literally, are are just taking story elements from Miracle Man and telling their own stories with them. And I am done. <laughs>
2: John, I've known about the whole Miracle Man thing, particularly the relation to Captain Marvel and how this all came about. I've never felt as engaged as I did about the way you just described it. Mm-hmm. I, I need to read this. Now where where do we find the beginnings and where is it all?
1: Um Marvel Marvel just released an omnibus. Okay, um, but there's but they also have um the first four volumes are out there in hardcover. And so you got the the three Alan Moore uh collections. And he had like uh it was it was Alan Davis and Oh Bissette. man, now you are talking my language, yeah. right? Oh yeah, it <laughs> was it was Alan Davis, Bissette, and Bond before they went over Woo! the swamp thing. And then and then Gaiman and um Buckingham's Golden Age was put out there. Wow. So the the original four are out there, and now this just uh first issue came out uh last month the second issue actually comes out uh, uh today when, as flop old fashioned and floppies yeah flop floppies okay. and I'm, I'm sure you can go marvel released all the more stuff in floppies a few years ago recolored and remastered um and i'm sure you can probably find those in some of the back issue bins yeah. out there but uh, like i said everybody should read the the first more first like more couple volumes They're not super long because they were done in like a warrior magazine with eight issue, eight pages a pop. And then it was all collected. But there's a beautiful back matter. You Mm -hmm. got all the sketchbooks from those original artists. Um, It's just it. it, I think it's 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 got such a um, it's got such a rich history, but it's also been almost like this comic myth because it was never around. It wasn't out there. Nobody knew who owned it. And so it was never available until now. Mm -hmm.
2: That's so cool. Again, the lawsuits began in the 50s with DC suing, well, 40s actually, DC suing Fawcett. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And then that character disappearing until the 70s here. And now it's Shazam because Stan, Wait, we're <laughs> Marvel Comics. Why don't we have Captain Marvel if no one's using it?
1: Well, if the copyright's open, let's take it. Yeah,
2: Though I do own the Captain Marvel, the android split character. I do own one of those. <laughs> Just to oh, say do I you? Do. Yes, I do. <laughs> But the that you look at, look at the pedigree of the people you're talking about. These are giants.
1: Mm-hmm. I have, this is where they started.
2: Yeah, I, I have to read this. Mm-hmm. I have to. So thank you so much. And while I while I'm on the mic and everything is working, <laughs> um, Dark Crisis. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I I don't know what I, what I feel about this because it's also convoluted, and then we get to. What comes next that they've released? Has anyone seen The Dawn of the New DC? Uh, no,
0: probably.
1: I haven't. Okay. I, I, the Golden Age is sitting on my pile to read. I know Good. you've read it's it. It's awesome. Yeah.
2: That's awesome. Yeah, and, and, I can't wait
1: to read it. But, and and no, what's no. going on with Jeff Johns? I'll, I'll talk about
2: those too. But they've announced The Dawn of the New DC. New titles mm-hmm. include exactly... Zero titles featuring female leads.
1: Oh, Jesus.
2: Um, one, well, two people of color, Jon Stewart, and uh, a Steelworks book, which is, you know, now, now we're getting to that. And uh, guys, really? <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: Why is it that whenever. DC seems to be making progress. They do they something. Step back, Right, yep. two yeah. steps back. Oh god! Because Dark DC
2: Crisis sounds like something I want to read, and then I look 20, at what's coming 20. next. It's like, what are you doing? You're killing me. Killing me, Smalls.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've enjoyed Dark Crisis. There was a little gap in 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 reading. Like the, there was a delay in here yeah. somewhere because it feels like it should have been done a couple months ago because. The John stuff should have been appearing afterwards. Yes, it's appeared uh, one yeah, yeah, and there's still one issue left to go. The I mean, some of this stuff has already been spoiled, but
2: it sounds great, though. I, it sounds like a really wonderfully deep, emotional book, and
1: oh, yeah. I I I can't I can't figure out DC publishing. I just can't.
3: But I see what they did there with that Superman one cover. They're trying to get to me by putting, by, by having the one cover be done by Jamal Campbell. Mm-hmm. They'll do it. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're trying it. They're trying it. Putting out I, that I mean, bait.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna read. I'll, I'll read all that. That Tom Taylor going over to the new John Kent. Yes. And I'm gonna. I'm. I'm gonna own that cover for sure. But I just. Yeah. It. It. It feels like they were taking a lot of steps forward and now they're rushing to get back to where they were i don't know I can i
0: ask a question oh sorry oh, no, go go ahead. Ahead. no go ahead go steve it's it's gonna it's gonna change the the trajectory of the conversation That's so if okay. you want to ask something okay go, go, go. um you guys have been using the dc infinite app for a little while right mm-hmm. yeah, like for the last couple weeks reading, or months or whatever my reading okay pattern. <laughs>
1: all
0: right so I'm starting to get more use out of it because we have finally caught up with books that I haven't been buying. And so now every Mm -hmm. week is, you know, Christmas. (laughs) My question is this. I made myself a a personalized list and I've been adding stuff to it. I just called it current for all the things that I'm supposed to be reading. But my Mm -hmm. question is this. Is there a button that you can press that will just subscribe you to that series and they will automatically tell you if
3: something new has come in for that series? No. No, I
1: don't think yet. That's crazy. No.
3: No. Seriously? I've not seen it. I think you just have to make a favorite.
1: Yeah, you just got to make... You got to look for them. Like, I look at the new releases every week to see... Yeah. where what, And then I usually... What I do... I don't actually start a folder. I just start reading it and then I might exit out of it, but then it's in my two... continue to reading ready. yeah okay yeah, but, yeah. but
3: i think yeah. bef- at yeah. least before if i when i made a fo- like all the milestone stuff when i made a folder for them like a favorites for them mm-hmm. when the new one came out then it would go straight there so i would just yeah. go to that folder yeah i don't think it does that anymore that's
0: wild them. that they don't even send you a notification like even if it was just in app like a, a tab that you could look at yeah,
1: I don't and know.
0: it'll tell you Updates you know
2: or something yeah yeah
0: like this Mar- stuff that you enjoy reading there's new shit here
1: yeah marvel unlimited doesn't do that either though
0: okay man what is going on that's I so obvious right i yeah. love
1: i love this dc infinite upgrade though where it's just a month out i mean oh yeah I, yeah yeah. Ugh. i slashed and burned a lot of my like pull list because I, I i can wait a month to read the new batman incorporated and i wonder what comic Cat stores Woman think of all that. that yeah <laughs> well i i i yeah i wasn't buying that i mean i still get batman books hold because uh, just to get that's my 30 books a going. month
2: though that's pretty good
1: right so and then like, like <laughs> my, my my store is like i mean they're marvel heavy because dc is still really hard with their you know with them going through a different yeah. distributor penguins made it really easy for marvel books it's almost seamless with diamond oh uh, and, and and getting back yeah.
2: issues from them is in, or, or, or back yeah. matter uh,
1: Oh, I'll have so that in
2: easy. F- seven days. You'll have it next week when you come in. Yeah, thanks. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh boy, <sighs> that's a missed opportunity to let people know that there are new books. Keep and them on might, the
1: app that way. It might be way. something that they have in the future. I, I, I mean, this is the so future's is like... now. I mean,
2: that's that's obvious, right? Yeah, I mean, future it's, nothing.
1: This thing's been out for a while. No, future. this upgrade. This upgrade is just a month old. Like, oh, really? Whole, yeah, this whole one month. You know. Oh, I thought
0: this was the interface before this.
1: No, it, it it The interface changed a little bit with this upgrade. Am I wrong, Aaron? Uh, yeah, just a it, little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it's just right. a little I'll, less user friendly. I, user-friendly. I, I don't a need guess. to check
3: into the whole favorites thing. I gotta, I gotta check in because that's literally how I did with you. No, I didn't get an email, but I just knew the books that I was gonna be that I wanted to catch were were being captured somewhere, so I knew just to go to that. But. I'm gonna double oh, check and see if that's I'll still try,
1: Yeah, maybe I'll try that out and see. Report back next time.
0: I mean, I know what I'm looking for each week, but I just, I just Wouldn't think it that nice? it would be, yeah. it would behoove them to implement something where it collects everything that you are subscribed to in one spot. That way, you can you just check into the app it's and there. go. Like, yeah, yeah, and and to keep to keep eyeballs on the app and to keep people using it the easier it is for people to find what they want to read the better i don't know it's it's early days for it i suppose so maybe they'll build that into it but that seems like the first thing that they should do yeah you know, i don't know just one one person's one, opinion no two people's opinion okay two people's opinion there you go change four people, it four people's DC. opinion right here yeah <laughs> i call the shots now um it sounds like you got some good reading in there, uh, John.
1: Oh yeah, I, I I've got quite a bit. of I caught up on, I caught up on a lot of stuff. But those were the two that stuck out. But I read a lot of uh, Radiant books as well. I'll talk about those next time. But oh. Radiant Radiant Universe is going strong, my friend.
0: Did you say before that the people that have inherited like parts of Miracle Man are called Miracles, like his kids?
1: they they're it's like they're not kids but they're like a new generation of superheroes and so they're like like eight nine ten year olds who just kind of fly around london and beat each other up as they try and reenact um uh like superhero fights and then they build, they rebuild everything at night so that nobody really gets mad at things and it's just called the (laughs) age of miracles and so i just kind of dubbed them miracles but that's not what the book actually calls them okay yeah but they do have a miracle woman now who's his consort. So
2: well, wait, so it's not Mary Marvel, it's now a
1: consort. No, no. Oh. No. Yeah. And then you have his daughter Winter who just kind of made it willed herself into existence. It's love whole it's a whole thing, man. It's it, yeah. it is some it is some bonker stuff, and it's the nineteen eighties in Warrior magazine and Dez Skin, the publisher, said you got an idea you just run with it and more had lots of ideas i mean what was, was warrior
2: like the whole bino thing like once a week or once every two War, weeks warriors
1: be... like another version of 2000 ad okay so it's one okay. of those where it's got like six different books in right. it like, but they're only like eight pages mm-hmm. but it's weekly yeah
0: cool man I gotta I gotta sit here and concentrate on a duffel bag of money and let it miracle its way into my life. <laughs> that,
1: that omnibus that omnibus is, is a is a good catch if you get it.
0: <sighs>
2: oh I probably yeah, could have bought right the, now. the New York Comic Con for next to nothing and now I'm behind. Oh well.
0: <laughs> not for me. I will live through you on this one, at least for now. Okay. Let's move on. <laughs>
3: Mr. Amos. What? Oh, hi. whoa, whoa. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. Okay. No, <laughs> <laughs> still doing my taxes. So, so, sorry, sorry, sorry to wake you up. Doing that. your taxes. <laughs> like, listen, you got a little I, bit of drool going on right there. I was searching for receipts. I was going through my recipes. Wow. Turducken. Recipes. I can go if you want. You don't have yeah, to go.
0: Wait, you ready? <laughs> Hold ready? on everybody. He's getting Is this ready. Thing
3: on? Ready. All righty, here we go. So, I, I technically have two books, but you know, you'll see where I'm going with this. Anyway, the first book, Prodigy of the Icarus Society, number five, Mark Millar or Miller, whoever you want to call Ooh. him. I don't really care. Matteo Buffani. Uh, so, we got uh, Edison Crane, still captive of Mr. Felix Kafka, who fancies himself a smarter version of Edison Crane. Uh, Part of the the so-called Icarus Society, as I talked about when I first talked about issue one of this book. Um, A lot has happened since that first little little issue there. And we've got Edison Crane being held captive because he's needed to assist Mr. Kafka in a couple of things. One, stroking his own ego as (laughs) as he fancies himself the smartest person on the planet. And two, helping him to find Shangri-La because, you know, who doesn't want to find Shangri-La? Yeah, we all do. So, in this issue, uh, this is the final issue, I should say, uh, five issue arc. Uh, the final issue of this arc, we find ourselves having found Shangri La, having uncovered a couple of some of the secrets of Shangri La, some of which being that, yeah, there are people there that have had some pretty bad pasts. Some of the, the most dangerous people in, 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 I guess, history, you know, all come there, and there's something that just sort of mellows them out. You know, they sort of see the error of their ways and, and want to do better and don't want to harm anyone and sort of just evolve to that state. Well, Felix is not really feeling that. He wants to know what that's all about. Uh, so he wants to get that, whatever that technology is, whatever the source of that is, and, and use it to his own ends. And Mister Crane is is not really wanting that to happen. Problem is, every time Mister Crane tries to initiate some sort of plan, he gets outsmarted by Mister Kafka, who's mm. thought a step ahead of him all the way. Well, as all final issues go, the tables have to turn, and we see Edison find a really interesting way of, I'll say, convincing Mister Kafka that it's in his best interest to to stand down, uh, and 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 it's. I don't want to. Don't give I don't want to spoil it. Yeah. But it is. It is not what you expect. Uh, it's an interesting way to do it, um, and I appreciate it. I will say that of the, the 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 Prodigy issues so far, the Prodigy book so far, this one didn't capture me the way the first one did all the way through. But I think it had peaks and valleys, and I think. But this one was a high on high note to end on, so I was happy about that. I still don't know if I love 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 the art, but I enjoy the art. Uh, i I think it still fit what what the message that was trying to be sent sort of visually here so i would say check this out definitely number two uh duo five and six i don't know if you guys remember this is part of the milestone universe Uh, i started reading this when it first came out uh so five and six wrap up the six issue arc we have our, our our two heroes here if you want to call that i guess one hero uh david and kelly who if you don't recall uh, were the victims of uh, a little bit of an experiment, you know, using nanotechnology, uh, something that they were working on that got the attention of quite a bit of people, quite a few people around the planet, who include Mr. Doc- or Dr. Tinker, who is, you know, your, I guess, transfer transferable Lex Luthor type, you know, for the area. Um, and you know, no one ever likes to be outdone, and always, everyone always wants to, you know, bend everyone to their own will, and that's exactly what he's attempting to do not to mention that there happens to be this sort of band of immortals that are not quite happy with what David and Kelly have have uncovered, one being that the Nanites essentially make them immortal uh, and give them a, a good amount of power. The other is it forces them to share a body. problem with that is they, they can't both control the body at the same time, and it creates a little bit of an internal struggle and, and a strain on the relationship that, you know, leads to a lot of interesting interesting conversations about whose body it really is. Um, and and who should be in control of it. Um, Comes to a little bit of an ending that is, I I struggled with at one point uh, Mm -hmm. because I didn't know where it was going, Uh, but it made sense after I I, I stuck with it and kept reading forward. Um, I don't know where they could go with this moving forward other than to continue down the same path. I'm curious to know. I'm, I'm, I'm always happy to watch Greg Pack do his thing. Greg Pak, sorry to do his thing. Um, interesting way to tell this story. Interesting way to create a relationship. This is a relationship. I think what 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 I found different about this is this is a relationship. David and Kelly are in a relationship, but they're not in a, you know, everything is coming up roses and, you know, you're the love of my life. It's more of a realistic relationship. They argue, they fight, they struggle for power, and they Come back and recognize that they're a team, and then they argue and fight and struggle for power again. And they come back and realize. they're a team. <laughs> Love it. So you know, it's the thing. It, it's it's basically at least one is- an issue. Yeah. so yeah. So I I enjoyed it. Again, art was interesting. Art was an interesting choice for this. Um, I don't think it was bad. I just think it was an interesting choice. Um, and sometimes I felt like it was inconsistent, but I enjoyed the story, and I'll probably go back and read it all again. Um, just as a, a straight shot to get the whole story in one. The last thing I want to talk about, you remember? You may remember. I can speak. I have words. You may remember. <laughs> uh, last week I talked about the Tomorrow People, mm-hmm. uh, that show from 1973, which yep. I said was a, a, a cross between uh, Doctor Who uh, and uh, X Men. Can't beat that. I, it it really is good. I, I find myself addicted to it. I'm I'm like in the middle of uh, season seven now. Uh so I will say there are about eight issues. (coughs) Excuse me. Eight episodes uh or so per season. Um and I just I don't know what it was. I just kept getting part I do know what it was, I'm sorry. This is the most subversive and gay show ever. (laughs) Okay. You have oh my god, you you have go go boys, you have Twinks, you got a lot of Shirtless tomorrow, people. Sometimes certain episodes, and I'm like, what's what's going on here? There, you got belly shirts. You got, you got, um, what's his name, uh, Davidson, the Doctor Who, what the actor that played Doctor Who, um,
1: Peter Davidson.
3: Peter, Peter Davidson. Davidson, thank you. You got Peter Davidson in full go go regalia with a big blonde wig and, and go go boots on, shirtless. I'm like, what, what? is happening? <laughs> um, you got conversations about race, about war, about you know just you know everything under the sun, and I'm like huh, I can see why in 1973, you know, through, through 79, you know, where I tapped out at nine years old, I probably didn't catch some of these things. Um, but as I'm watching, I'm like, are they allowed to do this? <laughs> Were they yes, allowed to do BBC? this? Yeah, why not? It was, it's an interesting watch as an adult, I, I tell you. Um, yeah, it's, It's. yeah, it's interesting. I, I am, obviously I'm on season eight or season seven, so I'm, I think there's only <laughs> one more season. So clearly I'm enjoying it. Um, but I'm more so enjoying seeing it through adult eyes. So again, I I I would warn you, and invite you to dive in. And that was my that it's on uh, YouTube. Okay. I think ent- I put Stole it entirely. Yeah, I think I I think I threw it in the chat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, it's in the it's literally <laughs> every episode. Just one goes right to the next, and I think that's how come I uh, ended up just going with it because it's like, well, let me just watch this one. Okay, well, <laughs> let me just watch that one. Well, let me just see. Next thing you know you are like 30 episodes in. I'm like, okay, this is... <laughs> but this that is speaks thing. to its power, right? Yeah. And, yeah. you know, here's the thing. It, it's a show where... it, And this is one of the things that I think I enjoyed about Torture, to be honest with you. Um, it's a show that does not necessarily live in the space of, well, these characters are safe. Like, you know, the, these characters aren't going anywhere Because there's, there's characters that were in uh, season one, I'm not going to say which, obviously, but there's characters that were in season one that are still talked about in the remaining seasons, but you never see them again. Oh, <laughs> you know? oh, they are, they are still talked about in the follow up seasons. Like even in season seven, I, I they were talking about that character, a couple of those characters in the first season. And, you, oh, they're off doing this on such and such planet and they're off doing that. Oh, OK, you never see them again. You might see a picture of them pop up, but that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the, no one's safe. That's all I'm saying. No one's safe. It's just an interesting watch, to, you know, as an adult versus the things that I, I, you know, found engaging about them as a, you know, a, a young kid, a ten-year-old. So yeah, jump in. The whole thing's out there. Amazing, nice. Shaza damn. Shaza damn. <laughs> damn
0: And so, prodigy ended well i should uh i've been collecting those i should catch up huh
3: yeah it actually ended well i liked it because i was always the whole each episode each issue sorry each issue i kept asking myself okay at some point he's gonna turn the that you know the tide and figure out what's going on um it was they they i don't they didn't wait till the last minute but it the way he sort of turned the tide and spun it around uh it was interesting. It was one part action, but other part he was not necessarily smarter, but maybe a better chess player at the in, the in the moment, and that's literally what it was. There was never anything, in my opinion, that essentially said, "Okay, Edison is absolutely smarter than Felix." I think it more so said he outsmarted him this time. Well, just so happens that it was no. I'm not going to spoil that. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, it was good.
0: Is there room for more?
3: I think there's going to be more. Yeah, I think I think they actually say I think I read it somewhere. It's going to be more. Well, I think it has a Netflix series coming out. Yeah, so it does. Get, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, for
0: real? Good. Is it a live action or animated?
1: Yeah. Well, Miller sold all of his stuff to Netflix, and that's why you mm-hmm. got. Jupiter, yeah, like a thousand years
0: ago, and barely anything like, came from it. Well,
1: well, there actually... was Magic Order. What's the one yeah. where the the superhero theft cartoon? Oh, what was Oh, that? the um, that yeah,
3: I know what you're talking about that was yeah. Yeah. the heist, wasn't it? Oh, was it? I yeah, the know. heist, I think that's what it was. Super Crooks, super, super crooks. crooks, yes, yeah, uh, that was a good book. So, so, but no, yeah, they actually talk about it in one of the in comicsology or something like They talk about uh, it being prepared for uh, Netflix, mm-hmm.
1: yeah,
3: no, you're, you're a yeah, there it is. it literally says. So it literally says here, double size finale, order high. We we know we're biased, but this book is effing excellent, and it's about to be a huge Netflix movie. Uh-huh. That's what it says in Comicsology. Mm-hmm. That's from them. Cool. So, But go ahead, Bob. I'm sorry.
2: Oh, you you know, a thought about the art, though?
3: So it's – I don't want to say it to the extent that I think it's bad. I think it's good art. Um, I think sometimes – here's what I love about it. I'll put it this way. I'll break it down two two in two ways. What I love was the textures, uh the coloring, um the sort of scratchy sketches of it all. Um what I didn't love sometimes was that the faces at times seemed inconsistent.
1: Uh-huh.
3: Um I, that that sort of because I'll be very honest in quite a few of the close-ups of Edison, he looks like an African American Asian man. Oh and it sort of it's weird to look at it because it it doesn't look like it I don't know how to describe it. It doesn't look like it was meant to look that way, but it's just gotcha. consist, inconsistently drawn so that you don't really know what at times. The the larger sort of other characters I think are are well thought out. The the some of the action scenes I think are incredible. Um, I think some of the, the things that are supposed to be more striking, especially in this issue, the number five, the things that are supposed to be more striking, I think a lot of time was put into them until you get the effect of it all. Um, but yeah, I think sometimes the, the faces and the expressions were a little inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just sort of sometimes would take me out of it. You can it. pull you out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Here's that.
0: Nice. All right, let's move on. Bob. Oh.
2: Okay. Um, since he's in the spotlight right now, let me start with "Name or the Submariner Conquered Shores number two. Now, recapping quickly. Uh, we're in a not-so-far-flung future where the surface world's ecosystem has been destroyed by the Kree. And the heroes left, and the few heroes left, really, they've been off in space, are struggling to make survival possible by themselves and the rest of humanity. Namor, as ever, walks between two worlds. So during a mission to the surface, it seems he's found a way to really try to put things back together, and that's in the form of the original Human Torch, and Namor Luke Cage go off to track him down. And therein lies our tale. If you're new to Submariner, but intrigued by what we saw in Wakanda Forever, this is So far, an on-point way to go into the catalog. Now, you should read a lot of other stuff, but really enjoying this so far. Harley Quinn, on another point. Legion of Bats, number two, T. Franklin. And we have Shea Beagle, Scott Eaton, Roberto Poggi, Lee Lockridge, Taylor Esposito. And that features Harley and Ivy during some retail therapy. And that leads them into a recruiting war for the services of a powerhouse named, well, Knockout, as Ivy would love her in the Ladies of Doom. While well, Harley thinks she could be, well, Batman's, the Batfam's muscle, until Bruce gets out of prison. Because <laughs> he's that's where he is at this point. That their pitch to her takes place at the Boom Boom Room, a club owned by Black Mask, well that might throw a spanner into the works. Great fun seeing how this connects to Season 2 of the animated series, but it's a fabulous read on its own as well. Now we're going to get complicated. Stargirl The Lost Children number 1, Jeff Johns, Todd Nock, Matt Herms, Rob Lay, doesn't tie as directly into the new Golden Age as you might think, although it does link to the Stargirl Spring Break special from like six months ago, which, look, uh, no, not a lot of people read this, uh, except me, maybe, and John, I'm thinking probably, as who knew it would be important at all, as well as Justice League of America numbers 100 to 103 from back in 1972, which definitely I read John, maybe?
1: Yes, I read okay. them.
2: So we're back to that. Without giving too much away, a story about sidekicks, particularly the kid variety from back in the old days. And it really hit the mark for me, although readers not as versed in Golden Age lore might have it not hit as, as well as I do, unless you go to like Comic Vine or Wikipedia. But loved, loved this book entirely. I can't wait to see where we're heading next with JSA, which coming very soon. Very quickly, Shield number eight, Rainbow Roll, Takeshi Miyazawa, uh, Rico Renzi, Joe Carmagna. Now, this one brings us a book-length Arshin story for the mysterious couple we've been seeing since Stalking Gents, basically the start of this this new series. Let me tell you, it's pretty incredible tale that they tell here. You see, Scientists April and Mark are a true power couple, and not in a good way, as they think it's a waste how, and I quote, the world's greatest powers landed on the careless, the clumsy, through accidents of birth and accidents of folly, and anything that happens by accident can be improved by design. Well, I'm guessing you can see where this is headed, right? Right. It's a, it's a great credit to Miss Roll and the team for crafting a very engaging book, one where the title character appears on the cover and only five interior panels and only as pictures and pinups. <laughs> now, an even quicker take on Babes on Arms, the collection of World War II early stories drawn by Barbara Hale, Jill Elgin, Lily Renee, Fran Hopper, as curated by Trina Robbins. It does carry a steep price, even at my sale price of about $40. But having these rare stories collected in one place? Look, alongside the usual informative essays by Trina Robbins, the she-historian of, 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 of way, way, note, make it way worthwhile. And if you want to give a book to someone as a gift who's, who wants to explore the history of comics, this might be a great one. Christmas is around the corner, right? You know, just saying. So, psh, psh, I'm out of here.
0: (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, She-Hulk number eight was unexpected. I didn't. It's funny. The characters that we're dealing with in this issue, obviously, I've seen them around since uh, this run has started. And I had just assumed that they were characters from Marvel's past that I wasn't familiar with. I was unaware that they had yet to get their own origin story. So when I opened this, I was like, oh, we're going to dive into their past. And then when it ended up being the whole issue, I was really surprised because this is the kind of stuff that's usually done in about maybe two to four pages. Yeah. But these are now fully fleshed out characters with a quite the tragic backstory. Hey, Amen. You know, and it, it just goes to show when you uh when you weave out one of the finer details, you could uh you could be in trouble.
2: And Rainbow Roll, who's very good at those sort of backstories, right? Give us why we care, why we should care, why we hate, why we dislike. Yeah. They were just people, yeah. right? They were annoying Jen on the park bench, right? She's just sitting there with Jack.
0: Yeah. And Rainbow he, has a way of making you care about everybody that she writes.
2: Yeah, this is tragic. I, I am sad for them. I don't like what they're going to do to Jen, but you know, they're, they're not totally awful villains. They are conflicted. Uh,
0: good stuff. I, they also don't know when to give up. Well, there's <laughs>
2: that. <laughs> no question. There's no question about that.
0: It's funny, I thought like I thought everything was all good for, for a hot second there. And then I
2: turned the page
0: and I'm like, uh oh. Uh-oh.
2: Let's read fairy tales to each other, right?
0: Yeah, I was wrong about that. Um, and I gotta hop hop out of my, my apps here and go back to the other because I actually did read the ah. Stargirl and the Lost well, Children. I really enjoyed this. I enjoyed this wow. a lot. I um I really loved the art, the um how do you pronounce that Todd knock no? knock knock, knock? Mm-hmm. um the art's fantastic it, it reminds me of a lot of stuff that I've seen with um with young Avengers or some of the younger DC mm-hmm. characters but I like Courtney I liked how like playful and alive this felt uh meeting some of the the older characters and that scene in the in the very beginning with, like the superhero car chase yeah, with the the guy with the with the money and the crow suit, the fox suit was just amazing. <laughs> TNT um, and dynamite. I'm trying to. It looks like something, and I can't quite put my finger on it. But I absolutely loved it. It was not what I was expecting when I opened up the book. I was like, Oh, this is going to be you know some maybe house style golden age yeah. thing that just so happens to have this kind of cover. And then I opened it up, and it it starts with this chase sequence, and I was just like, Oh crap! Like this is going to be a ride. Let's go. Uh, i I super love this i'm I'm glad that it's gonna last a couple of issues. It's gonna be six I believe mm-hmm.
2: and we're we're tying into the old books, the new books, and the TV show, which I think is really lovely
0: yeah and having just uh read a little bit of that j s a and seeing mm-hmm. her be one of my favorite characters in that so far mm-hmm. this was a this was a nice treat. It's mm-hmm. weird like I bought it knowing what it was, but it didn't really dawn on me until I actually opened it up. And I was like, Oh, wait a minute. Now, did a you? Are, are
2: you one of the people who picked up the spring bakes spring break, special no, I'm one shot?
0: No, I am one of the should, people though. that was surprised to find <laughs> it on the DC infinite app on day one. <laughs>
2: okay. Give yourself a chance. Read that back. Cause it really will inform a lot of what you read in the lost children.
0: Okay. Um, I will do that. Is this longer than I thought? No. It's, it's a fine. big special. It, it was, you
2: know, $6 when it came out, which I think inhibited a lot of people.
0: Yo, wait a minute. No way. Oh, this he is longer it. than I thought. I thought it was over. Oh,
2: no. The, I got to... <laughs> uh, You didn't read the whole thing? There's that, that with, with the credits rolled. There's a lot oh, of my after God. that.
0: Page 14 of 24. Yes. Yeah, you didn't read the... <laughs> No oh way! Oh, Get out of here. That was a hell of a wow. cliffhanger. <laughs> Smartest person in the room. Oh, oh look, I'm wow. tired. All right. <laughs> Shit. But hey, hey, you know what? No, no, no. This is great. I've got more Now to read. I have, I have more of a good thing. I said I wanted to read more, and here, here it is. is. I don't even have to wait.
2: And it is real the second half is really good and now you need to read the spring break spring break special that's so hard to say I'm sorry
0: this second half looks outstanding yes, I can't is. wait to read it soak it in apparently you could wait god to damn read it, it. So good. <laughs> oh, oh man if I if I didn't have the ability to just laugh my, my own shit off. I'd be in a lot of trouble. Look,
2: Steve, I thought the same thing. I expected the second part of this book and I was ready to complain. It was going to be Batman advertisements for some other thing or whatever else they were doing. It's like, Oh wait, no, there's war star girl. I'm good to go.
0: (laughs) Don't feel bad. (sighs) It's a miracle I've gotten this far. no, (laughs) Now this this is awesome. <laughs> In all seriousness, when we're done, this is the first <laughs> thing I'm going to read. Cool. Finish it up. Amazing. Um, that's that's a, that's, that's probably all I got. There you go. That's that's all I got. Uh, I got a lightning round. I hate Fairyland. No, you love Fairyland. One. I do love fairy. Created and written by Scotty Young. Drawn by Brett Bean this time around. Coloring by Jean Francois Berlioz. Letters, logo, and series designed by Nate Picos. P I E K O S. Several years after her escape from Fairyland, Gert struggles to keep her dead-end job at Dragon Dogs, (laughs) a fast food joint with bad food and worse customers. After being fired, Gert goes on the hunt for a new job, but she has zero qualifications after spending so much of her life in a fairy tale kingdom, (laughs) and so she's just completely inept at everything. Uh, After being thrown out of her favorite bar, a shady duo brings Gert to a lavish home, to the lavish home of William Wiggins, an Elon Musk type boo, who believes his son has been kidnapped and taken to a place called Fairyland. No. You didn't see that coming, did you? (laughs) Uh, Just when she thought she was out, Fairyland is pulling her back in. Uh, Reading this was like getting together with an old friend over coffee. Brett Bean's art is an outstanding compliment to Young's signature style, though there's definitely more of a Ren and Stimpy Spumco vibe to the book overall now in this first issue. Uh, Very entertaining, but very gross and a bit more violent than the original series. Uh, The old I Hate Fairyland has a Looney Tunes whimsy the violence whereas this version is a bit more visceral and the only other word that i can come up with for it is gloopy um lots of like (laughs) broken teeth and broken uh bones and misshapen uh body parts but like all in good fun you know (laughs) uh thankfully the the presentation is over the top fantasy fun so the violence is still cartoonish uh and stays within the story's spirit I dig it. I still think it should have been called Return to Fairyland, but there's no rule that says an indie series can't reboot its own numbering. Um still good time. Gert's in her like, I don't know, mid to mid twenties? Uh, but she's early twenties in this? Okay, but she's at a bar, so she's but she's of age now. Yeah. Okay. She she looks about twenty-three, twenty-four. If Ooh. I had to gauge a, a comic book character on the page. Um, she is so checked out of her reality. She does not like where she is in life and she doesn't want to go back to Fairyland, but she needs to do something. Ooh. This guy's promising her a lot of money to Ooh. go and look for his son. Um I'm curious though if old characters are going to return. There's also for anybody that hasn't read I I hate fairyland the original series, there is a tremendous uh four-page gorgeous, beautiful uh like back matter spread uh within the first few pages of all the events, all the major milestones nice. of that series done up in these like tremendous mural-like pages. Uh with all the characters that you remember it's it's super good uh as far as like giving you a download of everything that happened uh on her first trip to yeah. fairyland,
2: okay, am I remembering correctly? wasn't there a whole place of mushroom people
0: oh yeah okay are they back yep um, not yet, oh, but they okay. are in the mural, okay, we haven't actually gone to fairyland yet gotcha so this is this is definitely one of those. Like, Steve spoiled the whole thing because the whole first issue is literally her just gotcha. working at her job, going to this guy's house, and accept, not even accepting the mission, just realizing what the mission is. Um, A lot of the, like, several pages are taken up of her daydreaming about killing the customers at Dragon Dogs. So. As you should. Yeah, it's it's a good time. Like I said, it feels like an old friend for me. It's been a while since I've checked in with I Hate Fairyland. It's been gone for a while. Scotty Young definitely pokes fun at himself in kind of the forward for the book, uh, making fun of the things that he went to go and write about instead of continuing with I Hate Fairyland. But it also sounds like maybe the first round of I Hate Fairyland didn't end the way that he wanted. He implies that it was rushed. So I think that there was maybe always more to the story, but maybe there was some pressure to get it out the door or to keep it to a certain length for, you know, Free reprint purposes yeah. or something like that. Um, but either way, it's back. Maybe it's yes. been on his Substack probably for a little while, but it's coming out through image. Now everybody can go and read it. Uh, you don't have to subscribe to Substack, do it. And yeah, it's good. It's fun. It's, it's ridiculous. You know, it's, um, it's, I hate Fairyland. Well, we all like, love haven't Fairyland. Been there, so yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not for everybody, but if you, if you were at all a fan of Ren and Stimpy, this iteration of the series has some really, really hardcore Ren and Stimpy vibes, like right down to, the mouths being drawn uh, a certain way, kind of in that like droopy, triangular, uh, Renhoic kind of way. You know what I mean if yeah. you've seen Red and Stimpy. Uh, it's it's tremendous. It's colorful, it's ridiculous, and it's fun. So I Hate Fairyland, number one. Catch it. Uh, the other book that I was going to talk about, or I'm going to talk about, Batman, One Bad Day, Penguin, number one. Written by John Ridley, art by Giuseppe Camencoli, and inks by Cam Smith. I have one sentence on my notes, so we're going to wing this. Oswald Cobblepot used to control all the crime in Gotham, but then he fell. And Umbrella Man stepped in to run the show i don't know that i've ever heard of umbrella no? man before i opened this is this a is this like a legacy no. dc villain
1: no it's the guy who used to hold his umbrellas and took over oh he, he just he's called himself he's just like he's a, a it's like his ballet it was oh. his ballet
0: he had all this time to plot and that's
1: all he could come up with was umbrella man <laughs> yeah wow Anyway. That's probably what everybody called him. They called him the Umbrella Man, and he just kept it. See,
2: I think Umbrella Man and the Kennedy assassination, but that's just me because I'm old.
1: <laughs> that's because he was from the future, Bob. Maybe I never <laughs> thought of that. <laughs>
0: hmm. So Penguin, Penguin used to control all the crime in Gotham, and then he uh, he fell on hard times. And Umbrella Man has swooped in and is looking to basically take up residence in Penguin's chair And run the crime in Gotham City. The thing is, is that Umbrella Man runs things differently. He kind of is just giving everything to everyone, whether it's to gain their allegiance or cause mayhem. I haven't quite decided, probably both. But there's no limit to what he's allowing in the city. And so it's just becoming chaos. And Penguin is like, this is ridiculous. I could do a much better job. I need to get my empire back. And so a humiliated Penguin, you basically spend the book Penguin going around to old crew members and old friends and to the best of his ability, actually owning up to his crap throughout Mm. the years, because everyone calls him out in this issue. It's a it's a one-shot. And they're like, you want me to come back and work for you? Like, you dude, you suck. Like you had no respect. You were we were doing all the grunt work and you promised us, you know, positions of power. We were gonna work through the ranks under your leadership. And you basically just partied the night away because you were the penguin while we were all down in the trenches doing this, that, and the other thing. And actually, no, I don't want to help you rebuild your empire. So get lost. Uh, And what this does is it puts Penguin in a position where he really has to start being honest with himself. And what you get out of this is kind of this. And John, you can back me up on this, but like a surprisingly Mm -hmm. soft penguin who is actually learning to genuinely apologize for his mistakes and at one point in the book and it's probably my favorite my favorite part of the story overall is offering genuine sympathy for someone and asking permission to hold them because they've they've just suffered a major loss and it's this really sweet moment where you see like all the, all the criminalness of the thing. I'm making that. That's that a good
2: thing. word. I like
0: it. Um, It all kind of melts away. And he, you know, has this Scrooge moment of, you know, oh, I promise to do better and, you know, we'll form a new crew and we'll do this and we'll do that. And the other thing and whatever, but going through the motions with him and going to all of these different groups that he visits throughout this story. And offering these genuine apologies and actually owning up to his past mistakes is a really cool thing to read from a Batman villain perspective. And usually you think that there's, you know, there's something more to it. They want something. I think he genuinely wants to do better. At least that's the impression that I was given in this comic. And I thought it was awesome. So that's my, my little, Cheer for Batman! One bad day, Penguin. John, you read this
1: thing, right? Oh, I, yeah, I read it, and I, I, I've been loving these one bad days, but this one was, this one in a way I didn't think because it opens up with the Penguin flat broke, yeah, getting a gun, and where it escalates to at the end is just really well done, and I love like when, like, you know, Penguin. I would be better. I'd be, you know, when I ruled Gotham. We didn't have all this gang violence because people listened to me. And when he confronts Batman, that's yeah. some really good stuff. So th- these have all been really special, but this one was unexpectedly good because I didn't know where it was going to go.
0: Can we spoil the Batman conversation a little bit? Because I'd like to talk about it.
2: Go for, go it. for it. Yeah, I want to hear this.
0: So at one point, Batman is like, what's going on here? They all, they all think that Penguin uh, is... Or is behind a series of killings happening in the book, but it's actually Umbrella Man and his mm-hmm. crew going after people, trying to send a message. And so Batman just assumes that it's Cobblepot and goes to pay him a visit, and you know puts on the the tough Batman act. And Penguin just says to him, "Be like, you know, you think that you're the end all be all to Gotham." But you wouldn't have gotten as far as you have without me. And Batman's like, "The hell you say, what are you talking about?" <laughs> and he starts to lay it out for him, be like, "Who do you think supplies all of the guns and all the weaponry Ooh. to you know to Joker and to Riddler? He's like, "That's me." He goes, "Did you ever think about how this city needs you and the the crime of this city thrives because you're here, and that's in my best interest." And so I only sell the amount of guns that can keep you in business. If I armed them to the teeth with everything that I have, wow. You nothing that you could build, you would never survive. Yeah.
1: That's You'd be incredible. dead already. Yeah,
0: yeah. And it, it's a real, like, get off my back. I'm actually trying to do something good here. And deep down, you know that I'm right. It's the
2: balance of power he's trying to keep. That's wonderful. Yeah.
0: It's a really, really smart. I mean, this is John, John Ridley. Like yeah, it's a really, yeah. it's really smartly written. Um, he's yeah. very sympathetic throughout this story and it's one and done. Like it's all there. Mm-hmm. You know, I would, I would love to see this actually be something. Cause I mean, the last time I checked in with Cobblepot, he was like faking his own death or something in a Batman book. And that's yeah. the last thing that I remember.
1: That's the Zdarsky book yeah yeah
0: no but this it would was, be yeah, this was
1: <coughs> smart it, i would love to see this continued somewhere
0: yeah yeah this this was really good this was actually i like like john said i i've enjoyed all the the one bad days i think this one might be my favorite
1: yeah i'm uh, the riddler one blew me away but i don't know if it was the artwork more than the story but this story just like i i could not put this book down as soon as Did i started you... it
0: did you read? Were you here for the conversation that we had about that Riddler book? Yeah, I
1: was. I was here okay. for that. Yeah. Okay. We don't have to rehash it then. No. No. no that, <laughs> that one. That one went some places that I wasn't quite expecting. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, and then lastly, just uh, a little update to uh, to the comic book situation. I want to thank everybody who wrote in or who tweeted at me with their ideas for. Uh, the comics we ended up selling about uh, like seven long boxes after all was said and done between the bags mm-hmm. and the actual long boxes. Uh, we traded everything into the store and we did um, half credit, half, ca- uh, half cash. And I got um, some really cool books at the store. I got paper girls, volume three, the oversized hardcover um, to complete our collection I picked up Once in Future Volume One uh, in oversized hardcover, and I got the oversized hardcover complete collection of Die uh, nice. that came out on Wednesday. So, and we still got like a couple hundred bucks left. Awesome, and we've and got it some we've seven got, uh, long
2: boxes worth of space.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've we've been... We got rid of the treadmill over the weekend. We uh, we had visitors again. Bronwyn's brother and his aunt uh, his aunt Tish came out. We did not get rid of uh, Lance. He is still here. Yes! Yes! The suit of armor is still in the house. There was not enough room after uh, putting the treadmill in the truck. Old Lance would have had to go onto the roof, and I don't think that that would have worked out.
2: That would have been some, but, uh... some spectacle going down the highway. Suit of armor yeah. on
0: the top of a, a
2: suv or whatever
0: i remember the first time that i actually got him and was bringing him back to my house i was carrying him with uh with my friend james back to my house because we lived like maybe four or five blocks mm-hmm. from each other but like there's a major intersection and so everybody was like slowing down <laughs> and watching <laughs> us do this thing on this like hot summer day And we were just like yeah you know nothing to see here it's a suit of armor <laughs> on. full size six and a half feet tall. Carry on. Um, so there's all of that. Those are my books, uh, and I'll just say quickly that uh, I've put in about 15 hours into the new God of War Ragnarok on PlayStation Five, and it is just phenomenal. I'm I'm loving it. I'm absolutely loving it. I won't talk about the game too much, but I'm just gonna say this: I've been playing video games since in television. And and other wow. things of the like ColecoVision. ColecoVision. Um, Love their controllers. Yep. Back in the day. Yep. Remember the little little dial pads? Yep. The little yeah. And uh I, I remember playing Leapfrog in in my, my friend Aaron's living room and Pong and, and all this. We had an Atari and going from there. Where we're at from going to the store and buying a video game that is simply just called golf or karate (laughs) or something like that tank yeah you know and to pick up something like god of war and be playing this it feels like you're participating in an interactive television series the acting in this game the the motion capture is so uncanny and incredible the environments that you go through as you travel throughout the realms this is triple A games at its finest. Sony always goes all out with their first party stuff. uh they rarely ever slack on anything and man I'm just I'm absolutely loving this. I'm doing all the side missions. I'm looking for all the collectibles um I really really enjoy the world of God of War. I have for many many years since the the series had started and yeah if you if you're on the fence at all about checking it out, I highly highly recommend that you do uh maybe catch it on a sale uh if there's some kind of black friday sale or something uh it's tremendous you'll love it it's it's an achievement in gaming for sure uh and i'm still playing marvel snap level 722 what? so that's right i've been i got one deck that uh, I've been running with for the past couple weeks, and it uh, it succeeds more than it fails. Mm-hmm. Who's, your,
2: who's your best grab? Who's your best hero that you've? Oh wanted?
0: man, I got hold on, hold on. I'll tell you. I'll reveal. I'll reveal my tricks on here. Oh, don't uh, be careful. Quick.
2: People may be listening. That's all right.
0: Okay. They can't. They can't play me yet. Uh, you can't. You can't do player versus player. Oh, it's okay. only. Um, strangers uh for right now but i'm gonna bring up my uh my thing i'll also say right now uh if you joined hive in the last uh couple of days we are we have a hive account i made one earlier while we were doing uh some of the lightning rounds uh so we are just at talking comics on hive uh that is a brand new account that we will have and hopefully pay some attention to because uh, I've been on Hive a lot more in the past 24 hours than I've been on Twitter in a long time. All right, my deck, real quick. It's called Buff It Up. <laughs> I got <laughs> I got Nightcrawler, Rocket Raccoon, uh, Yondu, Ooh. Scorpion, Rogue, and I have a uh, uh, Rainbow variant, one of my, my favorite artists. Uh, Wolf's Bane, Captain America, Kesar, uh Blue Marvel, Black Panther, Onslaught, and America Chavez.
2: That's a nice mix. I like that.
0: Yeah. Uh, the rogue card is cool. You can actually, if you slap her down, she if there's somebody with an ongoing power card on the opposite side, she away? will steal that power yes! and give it to your party. Nice. It's very cool. Uh, the Nightcrawler one can teleport. Black Panther just gets stronger when his claws come out. Uh, But my favorite card in here probably is my America Chavez, uh, Jamie McKelvey variant card that I have. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, Marvel Snap continues to be just amazing. I love it. And that's me. Um, what else do we got here? News? Some some news. news. Um, yeah, just so, uh, I mean, two quick things, I think. Spider-Man, Sony, is uh keeping that Spider-Verse train chugging. They apparently have greenlit Silk Spider Society, which is going to be a live-action Cindy Moon is series, it? is coming to MGM Plus. Whoa, and then where's MGM Plus? I... <laughs> bob i I don't know it is a it's basically what epics was oh okay so uh but it is also coming to amazon which is cool so uh which is set for relaunched with its new name in january uh mgm plus will have the first window in the u.s and the series will then air on amazon's prime video streaming service in the states Uh, Internationally, the series will also air on Amazon Streamer in 240 countries and territories. Sony controls over 900 Marvel characters as part of an arrangement that predates Disney's acquisition of Marvel. So there is a suite of Spider related series in the works. But the first one that they're comfortable with announcing is this Silk series that they're working on.
2: I mean, I loved Silk. I loved the whole idea of her being in that bunker for all those years. Cindy's a yeah. wonderful character. Her supporting cast, a lot of fun. I mean, do we have any casting yet or is it too soon?
0: We don't have any casting, but the showrunner for the show is uh, The Walking Dead's Angela Kang. Oh, nice. So, I mean, if you're looking at you know longevity and yeah. squeezing every dollar you can out of your budget... That's, that's, uh, her. Angela Kang certainly knows how to do that. So that's pretty exciting. And it's something, you know, tonally very different. So it'll be interesting to see that kind of expertise as at, at crafting something that people can really rally around uh, and applying it to the Spider-Man spinoffs. So, cool. what do you think of the title, Silk Spider Society? Well, who else is going to be in it? Are we looking at Jessica Drew?
2: Or are we looking at... I hope so. Yeah. Go for it.
3: I mean a s-
1: hope so. Spider-Verse thing, like with all yeah. the different variants. Yeah. I just yeah, Spider I mean, yeah. I guess Spider Society makes sense. Well don't they still want to do a Madam Web? You could do a you could do a lot with Madam Web, Spider Woman.
2: We um, have four different with... Spider woman and could we get could we get May Day
1: here, maybe?
2: I mean what possibly.
1: What's uh what's thing. her name? Arya or whatever? The
2: Anya? Anya.
1: Anya, who was in uh um Black Widow. Yes. Anya, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, there's lots of options here.
3: Uh Aaron, what's... you were saying? What's Sorry. the plan here?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh
3: well, let's look, let's look at technical oh, hold on, huh? uh, <laughs> yeah. Stop getting excited. <laughs> uh, I mean, <laughs> I mean, really, really, I need to understand because we keep getting these things Sony doing, blah blah blah, and Sony doing that, and every time we do, we're all like, oh, you know. And and I'm I'm listening to this, and you know, regardless of how we feel about the character of Silk, so what's the bigger tapestry supposed to look like for for Sony? That we, I, maybe we shouldn't all expect everything to be a, a shared universe. I get it, but. What is the plan? Like, what's what? What's the direction? I don't know if I understand it still. So, don't throw it the, all at the spider web those. and see
0: what
1: sticks. Yeah, uh, Venom 3, Morbius 2, <laughs> oh, Secret God. Sticks, Craven, uh, the chameleon. I don't, yeah, really know. Let's just,
2: like, like Steve to throw at the wall and see what webbing sticks.
1: Silver Do you stable, think that they're gonna Black make cat. a
0: Morbius 2?
1: Well, if Jared I, Little can get off his island of his cold, <laughs> oh, wow. Um, I oh, hope not. For you. As for you, Chris.
3: Thanks. <laughs> I,
0: <laughs> I feel like we see him cameo and stuff, but I don't know if they'll do a proper Did Morbius. that movie make any money? No. That's a good question.
1: They I made a know. Venom 2. I guess Venom 1 made money, though. Venom yeah, 1 Venom made a made money. ton of yes. money, and so did Venom 2.
2: Yeah, Morbius did not. Even with a second release, it did <laughs> any money. Hold
0: on. I'm
2: telling you,
1: weren't they yeah. going to re-release this the Spider-Man like with some? They new did, scenes? they did, yeah, they, they did. did. It they came already... and it went like a fart in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> well, I missed that one. <laughs>
0: uh so did a lot of people. Uh it's coming out. It's coming out on on Blu-ray and whatever. Um, nice. and I'm pretty sure you can uh you can actually rent it here. We have um as part of like uh the movie program that we have you can use uh, points that you earn on your card to rent movies that are like still playing in theaters.
3: Hmm. And
0: so like we have the, the ability right now to go and, uh to go and rent it. But uh, I'm not, it's what is it? Five to seven minutes? No. Of... No.
1: Please, I look,
0: made... I, I saw that movie in the theater. I have not watched it since it came out on Blu-ray. I wouldn't even remember what they added at this point.
1: They've made nine different versions of Blade Runner over 30 seconds of film. So Yeah, I, I, have, I, have, the bo-
2: I have the box set of that, John. Yeah, I, I've spent a lot I, of money I on just, that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I just watched another version of it the yep. other day. <laughs> yeah. So
3: And know, I'm like, honestly, I'm not dogging
0: on No Way Home. I enjoyed that movie very, very much. I just don't need to repay to see a couple of minutes. So right? nice. of more than that.
3: Here's, here's why that pisses me off a little bit. The concept of there being that re-release. I can easily find five to seven minutes of that movie that sucked balls that probably could have could have not been there where you could have this if this footage was so special that you probably could have placed it there. So Amen. yeah, I'm 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 a little salty about that. And but, those are yeah. the scenes they extended. Exactly. So I'm just you know it's all the cast crap. So that's that bothers me. Carry on. All right.
0: <laughs> as you were. <laughs> uh last little thing that we've got here. So Chris Hemsworth says that he thinks his next appearance as Thor will be his last. And we've speculated quite, you know, a lot on this show about when Hemsworth would be calling it quits, and it sounds like he's getting ready mm-hmm. to wrap he's, it up as Thor.
1: There's an ad- He's taken a, a,
0: There's an
2: addendum to this. Up.
1: Oh yeah, well, you, you probably yeah.
2: saw this. He's doing this show with Darren Aronofsky called Limitless, and yes. he discovered that he is ten like times ten times ten times as likely, yeah, to, to be prone to Alzheimer's because he's got the gene from both his mother and father.
1: Yeah, so yeah. he's going to take like a long break yeah. from acting after this show's over. Yeah. Yeah, him. there's a
0: rumor going around that like, Kevin Feige has been calling uh, all of the major Marvel stars to get them uh, all together in one movie for Secret Wars mm-hmm. down the road. So I don't know if maybe he'd come back for that. But I hope so. That's
2: prop. Prop. Simp yeah, is just I, a, everything you hear. He's just the most lovely person you can imagine. So please, our thoughts to him.
0: Yeah. Mm hmm. All right. Um, Bob, you have uh, a little something here? Yes, I, I do. To... Only,
2: but we haven't done our books yet, but we'll, I can do this first. Sure. Um, I want to wish an early happy birthday to two of our very special friends, Carolyn Coca and Jessica.
0: <gasps> Coming
2: within the next happy week.
0: Birthday. Yes. That's awesome. Da, 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 da. Exactly. Do you have any special plans, Aaron, with uh, Carolyn for birthday shenanigans?
3: So <laughs> last week, actually, no, not just yet, but I will say last week, Carol and I, uh, I think I did mention it on the show a little bit. We found ourselves watching cartoons all morning. <laughs> all Why not? Via Zoom. <laughs> via Zoom. So, you know, that's the thing. Uh, we, in the past, have done it on like Saturday mornings with like big sugary bowls of cereal. Uh, MPJs you know, or sweats or something, tablet. I'm thinking, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I just go and squat in front of the big tv in the man room and (laughs) fire up the zoom and stuff like that so we'll figure something out
2: and jess and her husband dan and i will be doing a lovely lunch at reese's on saturday
0: oh that's cool that's very cool i miss reese's i actually wrote about reese's in one of my articles the other day i wrote about the the old fashions i said um oh god what the hell did i say something like stronger stronger than one of um reese's old fashioned fritz's (laughs) old-fashioned fritz's old-fashioned something like that something like totally only i know the reference to but um whatever we'll figure it out ah all right i think uh what books are we looking forward to this week John, what are you uh,
1: what are you thinking about? What are you doing? Uh, I think Detective Comics ten sixty six, All Avengers three, Avengers mm-hmm. Forever eleven, Amazing Spider Man fourteen, Daredevil five, X Force thirty four, X Men seventeen, and then Miracle Man the Silver Age number two.
0: How is that Amazing
1: Spider Man? I'm enjoying it. Uh, Zeb Wells and John Romita Jr. Are, are doing a really nice job with this reboot.
0: Hmm.
1: I might have to read that. It comes out like every week. So. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> it, it oh, wait like, a minute. Is that the one? No. The one that... This is after the one that you you and I read last year, where he was at the corporation.
0: Right. This is after they were doing yeah. that like yeah. three times a week, everybody's switch hitting. No,
1: this, yeah, no, This. this is... Most consistently, Zeb Wells and John Romita Jr. with some Patrick Gleason thrown in, Man. it just feels like it comes out a lot because they've done like fourteen issues in. Six it feels months. like <laughs> that
0: that experiment with the three different creators or three different books that that didn't go anywhere any anywhere it soon. Did,
1: it didn't go anywhere. A brand new day Those when they did it what was that a decade ago. Man, that's too. That's this too, one's fun. Too much. This one's fun.
0: Spider Man's not Batman. All right. Calm down. Know your know your role. Know your place, Spider-Man. Think you're Deadpool? Come on.
1: Who who hey? We got the Macy's parade this Saturday or Thursday. Who's got to float?
0: Yeah, is Spider-Man gonna eat some butt like
1: he did that other year? Oh, he was yeah. <laughs> deflating. Wow. Yeah, wow. Pull a
0: mask up from the right, bottom. Man, and, no, 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 no. What the
1: well this show just took a turn. I said it. Oof.
3: Some Thanksgiving turkey. First of all, I don't like the negative connotation you put on that. What? <laughs> Ain't What's nothing wrong stuff? with it. Don't shame
0: people. Hey man, does whatever a spider can.
1: <laughs> well, <let's see. laughs> it's very agile. What? Oh, wow. And
0: flexible. Oh no, stop. Please. Did you bring condo? No, I mean, I can just web it up. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Aaron, wow. um, Aaron,
2: what, nope, what
3: books nope, are you getting? Nope, nope. nope. I'm just going to let that hang there. Yeah. I'm just going to let it hang there. Bob,
0: what books are you getting?
2: Um It's a very, very light week, but we have Defenders Beyond number five, Vell number five, and I think JSA number one, though that may have been pushed one more week.
3: All right. Aaron, are you ready to tell me about your books? Yep. I'm just getting the Magic Order three number five. That's step. it. Yeah. Wow. What? That's all I'm committing to.
0: All right. Well, here we <laughs> go, Steve.
1: <laughs> no,
0: my 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 list is actually not that bad. Uh And you have to remember, all the DC stuff is is the weight. So, um Detective ten sixty six, DC versus Vampires eleven, Harley Quinn twenty four. The Human Target, number nine. Punchline, The Gotham Game, number two. Although I think number one hits the app this week. So I'm definitely going to be reading that. Uh, And Tim Drake Robin, number three, is coming out um, this week. So maybe I'll get number two on the app uh, this week. Uh, For Marvel stuff, I got Daredevil 5, Defenders Beyond, number five. Uh, X-Men 17. And then for indies, I have The Department of Truth, 22, uh, Eight Billion Genies, number six, which might wow. be the last one. I don't know. Maybe there's eight. Uh, once, Oh, the one I'm looking forward to the most. Once Upon a Time at the End of the World, number one, uh, new Jason Aaron book from Boom. Uh, and Vanish, number three is coming out. You're still reading Vanish, right, Aaron?
3: oh yeah 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 okay there you go i'm sorry i forgot i had to think about it for a second <laughs> that has just been I'm, really good so far i'm confusing it with like two other books but with yeah, okay. flawed maybe, maybe yeah, yeah exactly or Yep. maybe i'll i'll just uh like i said magic order is the only one i'm committing to that doesn't mean other things are off the table mm-hmm. it's just the other things are you know i'll have to see it's I, you got to be considerate of the holiday week and how much time i'll have to read
0: exactly that's right uh thanksgiving out there for uh for a lot of you listeners enjoy yourselves enjoy your time with uh with people that you uh that you love or with good friends or even if you're making a meal alone um what else do we got we got oh man i have to rewrite this uh this script at the end for where people can reach out to us because times they are a change in uh, we've reached the end of this week's edition of the Talking Comics Podcast. Let's edit this as we go. As always, you can send us your comments or questions through our email, which is still active, podcast at TalkingComicBooks.com. Send us your questions, send us your comments, send us your complaints. Why not? No. Uh, no we are No. <laughs> we are also on. It's been a while. It's been a little yeah. while since I've gotten a, a good, like, oh, you know what you should do. Uh, those mm-hmm. are always fun. Uh, <laughs> also we're still on Twitter for now we probably won't get rid of it we barely use it but at Talking Comics on Twitter I have just created at Talking Comics on Hive Ooh. so if you're new to the app or you're going to check it out be sure that you follow Talking Comics I will make a concerted effort to update that at least and then maybe I could just copy and paste stuff over to the Twitter I don't know why don't we try an air a chat room no um aaron's floated the idea of uh messing with our instagram so now you that i've put you on the good. spot aaron you got to deliver on that
3: <laughs> you know,
0: worry about you <laughs> that is also uh at
3: talking comics right or is it what is it i don't even remember you'll find it because i once you put it in the chat, you'll find it just look for. yeah but there updates. are like there are a few uh, look for the actually.
0: one with the new artwork on it, is what I will say. Ah. Um I got it in here somewhere. Let's see if I can go to it easily. Nope. Nope. <laughs> no, <I can't>. Nope. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Um Bob, where can our listeners find you?
2: Uh if you stream together two Campbell soup cans with, with like twine, you can find me. No, actually it's old fashioned email. Bob Reier, Adorable.
0: You ever use a a glass up against a wall to hear people in this room?
2: Of course, it works. I've actually done that. It
3: does it work. It does work. Freaking peeping toms!
2: Hey, what? hey, hey! <laughs> you want to know when your parents were saying bad things about you? You need to know <laughs> oh, that. I didn't know where that was going. Okay,
3: never mind. <laughs> oh no! Oh, oh, I was like,
0: oh. Aaron, how about you? Where
3: can people reach out to you? Was he eating his own foot? Anyway, um, <laughs> at ajamos70 on Instagram oh. because I'm done with Twitter.
0: Wow, John, how about you? Are you are you uh, out there
1: in the social media? Uh, not really anymore. Um, our our Instagram is Talking Comics Podcast with no Thank you. posts yet. Um, I guess if you want to really get a hold of me, you can go to John Burkle. Parentheses Iowa on Zwift. Um, wow, <laughs> it's, it's right Oh, account. No, um, I have an Instagram account. I don't use it. Maybe I'll, I'll wheel that out. You've got mail. I have, I have left. I have left the Bond villains universe as. A you
0: should fan. just fill it with pictures of your wrists. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, and your my,
1: your forearms. Yeah, because my slutty era is continuing. There you go. It continues.
0: Uh, let me think for a second. Go and review us on Spotify. Give us those five stars. Get the word out to the people. Let them know that the Talking Comics podcast is your favorite comic book podcast. Even if it's not your favorite comic book podcast. My favorite. Five stars are the best. Uh, I am at dead underscore anchorus on Twitter. I am at dead anchorus no underscore, on Hive. And uh, Bronwyn is at shiny baby bee on both on all the things hive Instagram or uh, Twitter. And Chris is at the myth of psyche on Twitter. I can't remember their hive thing, but the next time they come back, they can tell you uh, what else. Joey Brichino. I don't know where he He's probably just on Instagram now at Joey Brichino. That's it. That's
3: all I got. Show's <laughs> over. To God. be continued, Dan. I'm throw, kidding. Throw out your Instagram this. account for him. No, this
0: no, there's a lot to edit in this
3: episode. This, this stuff is
0: not this it. This is fine. <laughs> yeah. It'll like
3: good. You're going to be like, Joey, you need to go make an Instagram account because Steve just gave you one. <laughs> Steve <laughs> might need a week off from the show to recharge. That's what I'm thinking.
0: I love being with y'all, but I just, man, am I tired? <sighs> Thank you all for listening be excellent to each other enjoy your holiday if you have off of work enjoy your your downtime turducken and yeah get get in there with that turducken eat it up uh and until next time on the talking comics podcast to be continued
2: Yeah, the thing was fireball whiskey for like a minute,
0: yeah. But they they were just a bunch of liars, and that stuff's actually bad for you,
2: really, really?
0: yeah. Terrible. Yeah, it's a good thing, yeah. But like, there was something about it, there was something about it in the news, uh, not too long ago that it's actually like harmful. Oh, great, to well, some my high degree. school
1: self doesn't want to hear that, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hold on,
0: fireball whiskey. Conchure. So, my
2: high school self would not want to hear about Ripple. I'm just saying. We've left basketball drunk. in the schoolyard, and it's like, yeah, that's what we did.
0: Fireball cinnamon whiskey pulled from shelves over anti freeze ingredient propylene Whoa! glycerol.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> that's about right. That's about right.
0: Uh, Take it worse than that. Yeah. Oh, Talking Comics says drink your fireball I whiskey, hate. folks.
1: It's Has anyone delicious. else feed Heather's?
0: Death never tasted so good.